All right, let's go over the facts of the case again. I don't want to jump to conclusions or anything, but it looks like this Vic was a junkie. Sometimes Jack helps me, no, that's bad. <laughs> we don't know exactly what Jack is. <laughs> Albion, uh, he opened his uh, magical third eye, took an immense amount of mental strain. My name is Warden Beaumont. I'm with the, well, the White Council. Hey, quick question, buddy, if that's cool with you. Oh, yeah, yeah of, of course. What the fuck is your deal with me? You must be the friends that they were referring to, I presume. Most of you recognize the werewolves that you met on a previous adventure a few months back where you encountered some hags. When you hunt monsters, occasionally they remember that and don't take too kindly to it. I kind of was expecting someone else. He's uh, out of town for a bit. You've been palling around with suspected warlock Marcus Walbrook? What? Marcus Walbrook, are your associates of suspected warlock Marcus Walbrook? Ah, uh, just Marcus Walbrook. No, uh, no suspected warlock, as far as I'm aware. As far as you're aware, I, I see. And uh, you, Miss uh-huh. uh, Rowe, was it? Row, yep. right? Yes. You uh are you associated with this with this Marcus Walbrook? I am not, and I can say that with confidence this time that I have no idea who that man is. Okay. You didn't seem to react as strongly as uh Desdemona over here. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I do not. I am very new to this uh sir sir wizard man. Warden. Warden is fine. <laughs> so, okay. Spilling some beans over here, I guess. The, the Council of Wizards has some laws. Mm-hmm. We live in a society with rules and laws. So, there are just some other ones that govern how you get to use magic. Uh-huh. So, we have, so we have some rules. And if you break one of those rules... Well, you're branded as a warlock because you're a lawbreaker. That's just the term that we got for it. Mm-hmm. So, so do you know what the punishment is for breaking one of those laws? Not sure, but uh, Des, it sounds like you know a magic criminal. That's cool. Supposed magic criminal? Um, May I ask what his supposed crime is? Well, that depends. Des, do you know what the punishment is for... Breaking one of the laws of magic? Uh, honestly, I, I don't. I I didn't even know that there was such a thing as wardens of magic until today, so... Well, the punishment's death. Desdemona goes a little pale. <laughs> See, I've got this magic sword here, 
And <coughs> if I were to say catch a warlock in the act, and we could either bring them to trial or I could just behead them right, you know, here and now. I kind of don't like that that's part of my job, but that's part of the job of a warden. This sword over here, it cuts through magic. Huh. So even if you are a magically empowered criminal, anyway, one of those laws is that, well, I mean, the first one's pretty obvious. Don't kill people with magic. Like, that that should be kind of a gimme, right? Hmm. That's not the one that that's not the one that Marcus is broken. And there's also the one about where you can't cross the boundaries of life and death, and that's why we have kind of a problem here with, you know, a necromancer, it looks like. That's a lawbreaker right there, if I ever saw one. Can't be drumming up, you know, zombies and skeletons and ghosts and whatnot. No, that that breaks a rule right then and there. That's not what we suspected of him either. Uh, there is one that says that the mind is sacred and no one should ever violate the mind of another. Well, that's the one that we're, we're, we were pretty sure that your friend Marcus broke. And you can prove that how? Okay, well, here's the thing about that. He was arrested and he was brought to trial and found that he couldn't have done it. Well, that's that's good. Yeah, so he's not guilty. Why are you guys after him? That's kind of dumb. We're not after him. No one is hunting Marcus Walbrook. We just keep an eye on him because all of the evidence that we had said it was him. And then suddenly when we apprehend him, he couldn't have done it. So you guys were wrong. It happens all the time. I've seen it before. It's okay to be wrong. It- so you, he's he's declared innocent, and yet you still refer to him as a, a warlock. Suspected warlock. There's still suspicion. Look, there are things out there that we don't fully understand and sometimes we do but we still don't know the scope of their powers if something interfered for some reason that we don't know who knows like it's just the only person that could have done it the only person who could have committed that crime was marcus but when he was brought in to stand trial he he had a weight of a reputation on him. His family's kind of well-known in the White Council. They go back generations of wizards. And they had a lot of hopes for this kid. He was... uh seemed like he was going to be a pretty potent wizard. And all reports were that he was real... Like he had that magic deep and strong in him. And then all of a sudden, we brought him to trial... And he didn't have enough magical mojo in him to actually pass the council tests. He did not possess the necessary level of talent to actually have done the crime he was accused of. It doesn't make sense. Hmm. Do you know where where Marcus is now? Uh, no. We, uh, 
No. Uh, the, the council kind of lost track of him a few months back, which, from the conversations we've had so far, it sounds like that lines up. We just don't really know where he got to. And given that he was cleared of his guilt and was not, you know, executed, <sighs> no one's really worrying too hard about trying to find him. I mean, until this happened, I'm sure this is going to stir up a whole bunch of suspicion. But, I mean, if no one has seen any of this on him. Yeah, no. if no one has seen him, not you guys, I'm assuming not you, Des, he's not around. So how could it be him? No one is saying that it is. I'm, and I'm not the bad guy here. I'm just saying that people are going to be suspicious. But according to you, he doesn't have the talent or, or the power to do whatever it was that happened last night. And he's also been completely disappeared for months. Like, people commit crimes that they don't necessarily have the talent to do, quote-unquote. People can do ritual magic. Normal people. They just have to know how to do it. He was being educated, he was being trained, he studied, he had parents that were absolute hard asses. There's no way he didn't learn a lot. He probably has enough cunning and know-how to put something together. I'm just saying that's why they'd suspect that maybe it has to do with him. He shows up in Burlington for a little while, and then after he disappears, all this starts happening. What would you do if you found him? I mean, I, there's nothing I can arrest him for. But that sword doesn't come out to play. Well, that sword doesn't... No, it doesn't. But it also doesn't have to come out. I don't want to think that he's responsible for any of this. He seemed like a good guy. That reputation just got real soured with a, uh, a warlock trial. So what's the next step? He kind of leans back in uh, in his chair and takes a long drag of the tea that you made for him. Well, the next step is you do have an item here, and I can probably find something out off of that. If you don't mind, I'd, I'd like to take this and do some investigation off of it. I would really like to try to pinpoint any sort of anything I can I can do some divination on this and see what I can find if you're if you're willing to work with me on this because gods know I do not need a warlock running around in my I, I, I don't want to see jurisdiction I don't want warlocks anywhere especially not near me okay that's fine um, it, the boombox is yours the tape is yours you have my house number Okay. Um, I mean, okay, I don't really want to, like, touch it too directly right now. Could you, like, put it in a bag, I guess? I I mean, I don't know how much you know, but, like, electronics tend to get real bad around me. Desdemona goes to the kitchen and brings out a, um, a, res a, res uh, a reusable grocery shopping bag. Does it have a funny and saying on it? 
It says, uh, live, laugh, love on the side. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then underneath that, it says Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that should be fine. So she puts the boombox and the tape into the bag and kind of holds holds the bag out with the handles up to him. I mean, nobody's really had one of these since the 90s anyway, so it, it looks less weird if I'm carrying it this way, I guess. I suppose so. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he takes the, the boombox uh, and bag, the live, laugh, love Whole Foods bag from you. <laughs> yeah, I, if I if I find anything, I mean, I'll get in touch with you and we'll probably, I mean, Four Corners of the Earth makes sense as a place to meet. It's neutral ground and those are some goddamn good sandwiches. Yes, uh, you, you have you have one of my business cards in the bag too. It's got my oh, number. How uh, how proactive of you? <laughs> Very good, thanks. Uh, wait, do you do you just have a business card in all of your bags? No, I just have business cards everywhere. <laughs> uh, you know what? Fair, reasonable. Uh, that I'm makes a business sense, woman. I <laughs> yeah, I you, found one in my yeah. tea last time. I'm I'm just going to assume that's a joke and and laugh. Uh, no, I'm a hundred percent serious, Warden. I drink business cards. Yeah, I'm, I told you again. I, I apologize for that. That was an accident. Yep. Yeah, real, real good one, guys. You you both have definitely spent enough time with uh, Warden Beaumont at this point that if you want to make an empathy roll, you super can. Why, sure. I will do that. Ouch. Oh, no. That's a negative one. Total? I've learned nothing today. <laughs> awesome. I love it. You guys are rolling so well. Yeah. Let we me really made roll. a good impression. Uh, mine's a one, hey! so that's not bad. <laughs> no. We that's, win. That's... Yay. Okay. Uh, what was your total for Desdemona's empathy roll? It was a negative one because I have an empathy of three and I rolled four negatives. Oh, <laughs> no. wow. Oh, no. Let's hope that's the worst roll of the night. <laughs> Oof. Okie dokie. Ro, mm -hmm. surprisingly enough, you're the one that gets some information off of this because you've yeah. got at least uh, you got at least one shift of success. So you get an aspect of theirs. It may not be in precise detail, but it should paint a general picture of that aspect. Mm -hmm. um, so great. The, the info that you get off of this is um, we'll call it so over my head. I need scuba gear. I love it. <laughs> so that is, that is the read that you get off of warden Beaumont with your empathy role. Okay. All right. All right. After Warden Beaumont shows himself out, I think we can just sort of reconvene with everybody at Desdemona's place. Sound good? Yep. Uh, sure. Yeah. Come on over, peeps. I don't even have to All go right. anywhere. <laughs> Albion, I will say, Albion would have um, spent some time real quick to um, go home and do a quick invocation to Odin. Which I've been saying pray to Odin, but you don't pray. That's more of a Judeo-Christian thing. You um you invoke the god. You can sort of you don't prostrate yourself before them. You just kind of speak to them. 
and honor them and flatter them. Yeah, no, he invokes him. He, um, like, says a quick thing honoring Odin and then just kind of asks for guidance. Asks him to sort of, um, guide his hand, guide his metaphorical blade, and, um, sort of, Guide uh, my sword. Give him the, uh... Give him the wisdom and the strength to uh, know what he needs to do and where he needs to be to do it. And then he heads over to Desdemona's. He's he's a little shaken after what happened. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, cool. Can I get an alertness roll from you with a target four? Oh, me? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So that is one minus two pluses, so that's a five. Oh, wow. Sorry, okay. one minus three pluses. So it's a plus one. Yeah. No, plus two. Oh. Um, it's a plus two. My alertness is three. Oh, wow. Incredible. Um, <clears throat> I guess as you're, you're heading out to your, your vehicle after making your invocation to Odin, um, you can see on the roof of a nearby building there is a little raven just sort of flitting about definitely the wrong time of year and you don't know how much uh, how many native corvids there are huh no i definitely noticed that and i um just kind of give it a nod as i head to my car it notices you noticing and then just sort of flies away so we right. find ourselves in desdemona's uh desdemona's place again have you made tea for everyone anyone who wasn't there for tea before <laughs> trying to remember Sylvester do you drink tea sure why not he does now <laughs> are you more of a coffee guy I mean look whatever's he's from New York of course he is whatever's caffeinated <laughs> <clears throat> you know what I like this that's valid that's fair um how about Albion um Albion oddly enough tends to prefer highly caffeinated soft drinks but he does love does his tea <laughs> All right. Heck so, yeah, you do. You can pour some Mountain so, Dew in a in a tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Two worlds combined. It's perfect. I need two sticks to make into a cross now. Thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. No. Oh, Albion also. I just realized Albion actually stopped at his house to grab um some of the old Noctis books to um look through a different case. I no, no like. I forget exactly how he has it stored, but he has, like, a copy of older Hunt files that he can go through. Okay. So, um, he does have that with him. Um, it, okay. So, I'm gonna just say that in this universe, the absolute tragedy of Mutant being cancelled never happened. So, oh. <laughs> Albion, you can go grab one of those on your way if you want. Yeah, Albion's, Albion's sucking down a red Mutant. <laughs> Okay, yeah, those were those were tasty. <clears throat> it was uh, like for... Vault. If Vault had never died. It's a very good yes. thing to... that I know a Red Mutant is a soft drink. Otherwise, yeah. I would be very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, Albion's probably gay, but not for that. <laughs> hey, only half. <laughs> Moving uh, on. You're allowed to say that. Um, I am allowed to say that. Okay. <clears throat> so, yep, we've got uh, tea and red mutant and other things. So, All right. Uh, so, uh, how'd it go with the warden? You, uh, you have yourselves a productive conversation? Oh, I have the... 
I have something to tell you. Uh, yeah, it's not even not even juicy gossip. It's it's pretty it's pretty uh, it's pretty rough. <laughs> uh, you remember our friend Marcus? Oh my God, are you about to spill the tea? Well, why are you spilling your tea? This tea is scalding. <laughs> you just pour the tea over him. I was like, ah, why? Your testimony made you a cup of tea despite you having a red mutant just so she could pour it. Spill yeah, it, no, Albion, Spill it. Albion has set the mutant aside and is drinking this, this very nice tea. What's the tea? Uh, that's a, that's a caffeinated sweet chai. Uh, no, that, I mean... What is the? <laughs> I'm trying to talk like the young folk do this. <laughs> Isn't Albion like 23? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, talking like them kids do, you know. I'm such an airhead. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. I mean, I'm not gonna be. I'm not. This. Ga- I need to investigate this a little further. Sylvester, before we have this, you know, really great character reaction, uh, <laughs> how young are your med students and how how much like the teenagers, quote unquote, do they talk? Uh, I guess, I don't know. I guess they're in their like early 20s. Oh boy. So just enough. So, so, so you definitely still have the crowd that might, uh, you know, like refer to Phineas Gage as just like how he got a uh, a a railroad like rod yeeted through his skull. Yes. <laughs> okay. So just, it's the I Vine kids, to, not the TikTok. I just kids. really needed to to put that into into time and place perspective. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to the part where we're playing a role playing game. <laughs> <laughs> this world building was all wonderful, but like, God, it was so minute. We are in the weeds. <laughs> yeah, we have thrown our. We have. I'm sorry. Let me. Let me say. We have yeeted ourselves into the weeds. All right, oh. back to play. Oh no, I hated that. <laughs> All right. Uh, turns out, yeah. Turns out the warden and uh, we have some. We have some people in common that we know. Uh, referred to as the suspected warlock, Marcus Walbrook. <clears throat> um. I, I'm positive I misheard you. He, he's a he's uh, a suspected what now? Suspected warlock. Our Marcus. He can't be a warlock. That's illegal. As in. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> As in. He <laughs> can't be a murderer. That's As this is going on. <laughs> but. <laughs> But, but murderings against the law. <laughs> but but people die when they're killed. Wait, you can't that's steal. You that's can't a crime. Suicide? That's legal. <laughs> if you try to commit suicide, we'll kill you. <laughs> Thanks, England. Oh, but that's they hanged uh, a man uh, for trying to hang himself. <laughs> yeah. Try, bringing it back in real quick. That's uh, I mean. Well, Marcus may not have always been the most forthright some bitch, but uh, I do not think he was a criminal. Supposedly, he uh, did some bad mind magic, uh, and then when they went to test him in court, he 
did not have the powers or the talent to have done it. And now he has disappeared. So, have you heard from him at all? I've not, but that does disturbingly line up with his power when I first met him compared to uh, the second time. Look, when I when I first met Marcus, we we went on a hunt together. We we kind of ended up hunting the same thing. We backed each other up, and he was throwing down all kinds of uh, intense stuff. Like it, it was wizard level shit. The second time we ran into each other was in that diner a few months back, and I mean, you were there. You saw. He was was not nearly half of that that kind of power level. So. I don't know what happened, but he did lose something. So. You you that's... haven't heard from him at all the last few months, have you? Not I'm worried about left, him. No. Well, shit, now so am I. That's a nine two. Man. That's, so, yeah, that's that was uh, the most productive part of the conversation, I would say. Dandy. Uh, so he's gonna he's gonna get back to us in that boombox, yeah? He has my number. Alright, so he can also, you know, bring in your business card and get a discount or something. <laughs> yes, that's four corners of the earth. <laughs> Alright, um... Y- yeah, bro, do you, um, do you get anything off of him? You, you find... Any, uh... I mean, I learned a lot about magic today, so that's one for Sesame Street. Um, it, <laughs> it does seem like he definitely has no idea what the hell is going on. He seems to be a little in over his head. Oh, well. Great. That's exactly what I want to hear about the board and <laughs> the local authority. Yeah. Is that he's in over his head. What I can tell you, this uh, Marcus guy that you guys seem to know, it seems like if he shows up again, whether or not the warden's openly saying he thinks he's guilty, we might want to just watch out. I I would be worried that uh, the warden would get a little too sword happy. Yeah, well, uh... That's uh, that's something I always keep an eye on when there's wardens about. They tend to be a bit sword happy. All right, uh, Sylvester, how was uh, how was your trip to uh, to the the slab? It was educational. Great, you mind sharing with the class? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, apparently, whatever the hell is causing all these new murders. Uh, might have something to do with where we were at before. All right, how so? Uh, uh the <clears throat> bodies have, like, they've kind of been killed in a similar fashion, but in a much more brutal fashion. Like, there's actual, like, arms ripped off and shit. Ugh. Anyway, I got some photos right. here if you want to look. Just a heads up. I mean, it probably ain't nothing I ain't seen before. So, probably not. Uh, anyway. Are they like, are they like the pictures at the diner? Yes. I'm yeah, not. Because like, right, that, that fucked me up, man. All right. <laughs> I put the. Phone. Welcome to the world. Bro. Anyway, I put the phone on the 
whatever coffee table or whatever the shit's around and, you know, show the photos. So whoever wants to look at it can look at it. Whoever don't, you know, turn around. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah gonna, nope. Can't take a look, see if it uh, follows up his previous assumption <laughs> that it's uh, it's probably Wendigo. Do you want me to make a roll for that or? Um, yeah. I mean, you don't really have to because this is very similar to the last time that Sylvester went to Miss Bearhouse and took a picture of a of a corpse. Uh, it is it, it is similar enough, but yes, like you said, even more brutal than last time. But it's definitely something where it's you're like, okay, yeah, this seems right. All right, so uh, one of the things about uh, Monster Hunters is that we uh, sometimes compare notes. So I have some notes here that I'm uh, going to look through, see what I can find about when to go, see if we can get ourselves a plan of action. Oh, and my therapist might be a monster. That's fun. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, what the fuck? <clears throat> Yeah, uh, they, um, there was something weird. Uh, um, it's hard to describe, but, I mean, it seemed similar in, uh, symptomatics to, say, uh, an emotional vampire, White Court. Mm. All right, Sylvester, I should probably explain. Um, so there are, uh, there's several kinds of vampires, um, I mean, there used to be more, but uh, a, a wizard uh, from Chicago threw a death curse and wiped out the entirety of the Red Core vampires, which were essentially bat people wearing human skin that drank blood. Uh, and their saliva was addictive. They were a mess. I tussled with them a few times. They ain't fun. Um, <clears throat> there's uh, also the Black Court, which are... <laughs> oh, oh, boy. And they're even worse. They're... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you ever read Bram Stoker's Bram Bram, Bram Bram Stoker's Dracula? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's essentially a how to kill a black court guy. They are uh, the living dead. They feed off death and they are just all fucking sorts of nasty. So wait, you can like slap them in the face with garlic and it'll hurt or no? Oh yeah, no. Garlic fucks them up. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. Anyway, go on. Yeah, um, then there's, uh, the White Court. They're a little more complicated. So, uh, Ro and I actually ran into one a while back when I first met Ro. Uh, mm. they tend to feed off of emotions, and they have, uh, some sort of a literal demonic shade within that, uh, fuels them and that they gotta keep fed. Uh, now, they feed off of different emotions. Like, there's different sub-factions within the group, like, uh, some that feed off of lust. Those are the the Wraith family. They're all sorts of fucked up. Um, those who feed off fear, which are worse. Stuff like that. Yes. It's nasty. So yeah, um, they tend to be to able to uh, feed off of emotions and feel emotions uh, from their surrounded folk a little more keenly. They have some sort of a like low-key empath thing, I think. So the psych student I set you up with is a vampire, but not one of the fucked up vampires, one of the maybe more chill vampires, but you're not that sure. I am not that sure, but yeah, the um, I mean, let white courts are almost civilized compared to the other kind, but they're also still 
fucking vampires. All right. I mean, I heard there's another kind of vampire, but they don't leave China, and I don't know nothing about them. Are those, like, the ones like Hisenko? I have no idea what the hell that means. Okay. Uh, you ever play Marvel vs. Capcom? Darkstalkers? Street uh, Fighter? Uh, I played that in an arcade once as a kid. Is that the zombie girl? Yeah. She's a Jiangxi. Oh. Yeah, no. I, I'm, I mean, maybe. We don't know nothing about them. They call themselves the Jade Corps. Okay. But uh, usually... I don't know shit about them. All right, because Chinese vampires... And that if you leave a like... bag of rice out, they have to count every single grain. Is... That's... That is a... Thanks, voice from the heavens. That is a superstition that'll get people killed. Yeah, what the fuck is I that? I have to do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all heard that, too, right? Uh, that was weird. That was very weird. <laughs> 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 ah, well, uh, yeah, not the weirdest for whatever the hell that was. It's not the weirdest <laughs> thing that any of you have experienced so far. Okay, shut up, voice. Yeah. Um, it's just a regular uh, day for me. I mean, what? But, yeah, Sylvester. Um, kind of don't don't let Cagnan know that I think they might be a vampire, but uh, also maybe keep an eye on Cagney. Do you think they're a threat to the other students? I mean, if no one's turned up dead, I got... I don't think so. All right. I don't know. I mean, they... Look, I've been seeing Cagney for, for months now. If Cagney wanted me dead, I'd be dead. That's a good point. They have had ample opportunity. I don't know what their game is. I don't know even if they are a monster. I might have just been seeing things, but... I don't... It's enough of a suspicion that I don't want to close the door on it. All right. I'm assuming maybe they just want to... I don't know live their life, I guess, if nobody else has been dead or drained of blood or some shit. I mean, white courts don't drink blood, I've established that. Right. <laughs> I, I will make you a flowchart if you'd like. That'd actually be helpful for me, thanks. I think the funny part is you make <laughs> Oh one. man, I was joking, but now I'm obliged to do it. Actually, now I'm curious, I want to see you make a flowchart. <laughs> I went to school, Sylvester. I know how to make a goddamn flowchart. What school? Public. Anyway! <laughs> <laughs> Not to shame people that go to public school, but that... Okay. Sylvester, um, there was something particular that you found at uh, when you were investigating the body at Miss Bearhouse. Do you remember what that was? Track marks. And you related that uh, to a memory of when you were uh, finishing up your investigation of the hags that ran the diner, that you found some drug paraphernalia, uh, I believe, at the garden where you actually fought and killed the hag. Right. Uh, so, where the hags were, there might have been a drug lab, and whatever this new thing is that's killing people, it might be killing drug addicts. Huh. That's oddly specific for a Wendigo. Yeah, that's why I thought it was weird, too. We should probably, um, check out where you thought there's a lab that might be, um, a little bit more illuminating. Well, I mean, if we could just check where the hags were, because they had all sorts of drug shit in there first. That's what, yeah, I think we're talking about the same thing. Ah. So, uh, I think we're talking about the same thing there. Yeah, yeah let's, um... I'm gonna get to my note checking, and uh, you, uh, when we're ready to head out, you let me know. Really? Alvin's right. gonna start flipping through <laughs> them notes, trying to find some ideas about them Wendigos. All right, so uh, Albion, 
I'm going to have yeah. you make a lore roll, and I think uh, because you have set yourself up with uh, having a notebook of, you know, clues and things from past cases, I'll give you uh, an aspect, a temporary aspect to tag on that of, you know, like, background research for uh, plus two. Alright. And your target is six. Alright, um, so that is barely enough. I got two successes. Okay. Because uh, I got three pluses and a minus. And okay. a lore of plus two, so the plus two brings me just a six. Sweet. Uh, what you recall from notes that you've shared with other members of the Noctis Vigilia, which is, I don't think we've introduced that organization formally on the podcast yet. Yeah, no, Albion is, um, he hasn't told anyone about them yet, because they're supposed to be a secret, but, um... Oh, that's true. Yeah. But, um, uh, no, they're not a secret to the audience. They're not a secret anymore. <laughs> no, he, he has, he presented these notes as just being other hunters' notes, not part of a clandestine organization of organized monster hunters. Oh, hey, um, sword and shield, or do you prefer hammer? Tell me, what? please tell me you're not a hunting horn main. Oh, monster hunter. You, yeah, you, that's <laughs> a joke. That, yeah, you you fucking turd. Um, <laughs> I'm a I'm a nerd. It's fine. I called you a turd. I called you a turd, good oh, sir. I heard what I heard. <laughs> anyway, you heard nerd, what you heard. Nerd, you nerd, nerd you turd. I actually said turd. <laughs> I was really hoping you'd pick up on my deliberate rhyme. Anyway, the Noctis Vigilia <laughs> is uh yeah, it's a monster hunting organization, and you're part of it. Yeah, they essentially um. Sometimes the White Council will actually literally call on them saying, like, hey, this is something we don't have the time or or the deal with, or this is something we're too politically tied up to deal with. There's a monster. We need it dead. Uh, kill it, please. Um, so they are an organization. Some of them have magical abilities. Some of them are changelings. Uh, so several of them are people who are just trying to fight back. Uh, Albion is a little mix of the magic and the normal. So, um... He um is part of that group and will often contact them to uh sort of let them know what's going on or if they need him to go somewhere else. But so far he's been stuck in Burlington and he's not sure why. Uh, but yeah, right. no, he's got some uh he's got a set of notes from other hunts that um occasionally gets updated by stuff that um missives uh that um the Noctis sends out. All right, so. For those not in the know, you're basically just looking through a notebook of of stuff. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But if someone were to be paying attention, they might notice that there are uh, like scraps of paper with other people's handwriting sort of, yeah. uh, you know, mixed in there amongst your own notes. Yeah. So um, what you what you have picked up from your research and others and what knowledge that you do have of sort of the, the myths and reality surrounding Wendigos. <clears throat> well, the Algonquin people seemingly considered Wendigos as both a metaphor and a reality. Uh, the metaphor being uh, hunger and the fact that hunger sometimes is never really truly satisfied. Uh, people have sort of put that on like, oh, it's an expression of, you know, uh, like the, the hunger of capitalism or, of you know, imperialistic expanse, manifest destiny, whatever it was. All we know is that at its root, it represents a hunger that can never be satiated. And the idea is that 
when a Wendigo eats a person, it grows by the amount that it has eaten. So it is never truly satisfied and is always hungering for more. Hmm. Now, imagine that you have combined a preternatural, unsatisfiable hunger with the consumption of a person that is currently addicted to drugs and has drugs in their system and the nature of addiction. Holy Yay. shit. Yeah, that's bad. That that <clears throat> Yeah, that is a that is a bad mix. All right. Um uh, yeah. what do I know about what how to kill them? Ooh, that's that's the tricky part. With your high lore role, you do know a thing or two about Wendigos and how they can be killed. And how they can be killed is hit them very, very hard. Make it stick. It probably won't. I got a trunk full of bullshit. Something's got to stick. <laughs> hey, that's one of your aspects. The primary thing that you know is that uh, they have, since they have started, you know, consuming the flesh of others uh, to satisfy their cannibalistic hunger, they have basically given up a lot of the weaknesses of their own humanity. And they are extraordinarily hard to hurt. And the fact that sometimes they will just keep running well past the point that they should be exhausted. And if the myths are to be believed, they will run until their feet literally fall off. Yeah. Think about something like that and how hard it is to kill that. Yep. <clears throat> You do know that they're not fey creatures. Yeah, no. So bullets will hurt them. You just need a, a lot of bullets. And that also means that they're not susceptible to, well, the typical fey weaknesses. Yeah, no. Cold iron ain't gonna help. God's ain't gonna help you, son. <laughs> so here's Hang a question kick this real quick. Wait. With was that, was that a Bastion reference? Yep. <laughs> Um, so anyway, Mike, what were you saying, real? Yeah. Well, real quick, I was going to say, this is more for, like, Gwen to know, um, but with mm -hmm. the Wendigo we're talking about, I know last time we mentioned the Until Dawn one, is it more like that, so they're completely feral, or are they, like, a shape-shifting type of creature? No, they're feral. Okay. Um, All right. I didn't yeah, know with if your, it was, with like... Your, uh, with, with Albion's lore role, he would know that it's, um, it could actually be both, Okay. Uh, where they they could potentially present themselves as a mockery of uh, something that they have encountered. Um, okay. But they have typically a feral animalistic drive to just feed and consume and uh, try to satisfy that hunger that is impossible to satisfy. But when it suits them and it is to their advantage, they can lean in on the uh, shape-shifting manipulation element, which makes them extremely dangerous. But okay. it, they're, it's not something that can sustain itself forever. So it's not mm -hmm. like anyone in this room could be a Wendigo right now. Yeah, okay. Just so I didn't like suggest something like, oh, let's go to an NA meeting and like scope it out. Just because like, it's basically a wild animal with like, superpowers got it it could be you it could be me it could even well, be 
Blam. <laughs> well, uh, it was obvious he's the Wendigo. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, that's blood. We just got a fire so we in still this have bunch. Wendigo. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Albion actually does have a photo in the notes. It's sort of like one of them blurry cryptid photos. Uh, so it's this <laughs> photo of this like. Uh, you, I'll let you describe it, DM. Um, yeah, it's a blurry cryptid photo of uh something that uh, it it's something that uh, appears to be leaping impossibly high, and where feet should be, there seem to be none. Um. And fortunately for the photographer and the surviving, uh, how the photograph survived, it appears to be leaping away from the uh, person who took the photograph. Um, the darkness of the, it, it's not totally nighttime yet, which is why you can see, uh, we, you can see more clearly that it does not have feet. But it's one of those, like, oh, God, this is so impossible to explain and just sort of becomes creepypasta on the internet type photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've hunted the Slender Man before. <laughs> Slender Man. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay. I I don't he think refers, you have. He prefers to be called Saul Slenderman. Saul oh Slenderman. <laughs> Um, uh, no, I'm putting my foot down right now uh, on the idea that the internet can believe Slenderman into existence. Anyway, that, that might happen sucked. later. Um, so anyway, yeah, no, Albion puts the photo up and um, sort of tacks up the notes about them on a, uh, I mean, you got a billboard, right, Des? A billboard? Something um, like it. Like, like a, a cork, cork board. Bulletin board. Yeah. You know what I have? I don't have a cork board or a bulletin board. I have discarded signs from the front. <laughs> hey! <laughs> yeah, so Alvin just hangs, puts one of those up and, um... Oh, we haven't established that in the in the actual recorded sessions yet. Yeah, explain that. <laughs> uh, Desdemona, uh, on her three-season porch, has a bunch of painting supplies and discarded signs for previous business uh, name ideas that she has discarded because they are bad. <laughs> uh, so every it. week there's a new name. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. So you're going to use those as your sort of scrap material to hang things on? Is that Definitely. correct? Yeah, I mean, it's made of soft wood. You could definitely get some, you know, pins in there. Yeah. So Alvin puts those up, puts up the photo. Like, so this is a, this is our likely suspect. This is a Wendigo. So, uh, yeah, as you can see, it's uh, creepy as hell. And um, the best way to kill it is to keep on hitting it till it don't get up again. Now I know, this is we don't have some sort of a secret weapon like we did with the Fae, and that sucks. And um, yeah. So I've if Sylvester Bro, if y'all don't feel comfortable throwing yourselves at this thing, then um, absolutely I understand you guys want to stay on the sidelines because that was a uh, 
a hell of a risk. And uh, Dez and I are far more equipped to uh, deal with this kind of thing. But, yeah, this I mean, is kind of what we might be dealing with. I've got nothing better to do, so if I can be of any help, sure, why not? Hmm. All right, if I'm... I mean, I guess. I just, uh... She could actually be rather helpful. Especially if we don't want to be seen. There is oh, a yeah. bolt there. I got that, uh, the magic shit I guess I do. That is right. You do have that. Uh, Sylvester, if you, uh, you don't want to put your life on the line against a cannibal monster, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Somehow I expect that to be your response. <laughs> I mean, in, in in your defense, you did kick a, a hag to death, so. Yep. So, that's very fair. Alright, um, so I think we need to go check out that, uh, the old garden where we, uh, set a bunch of friggin', um, set a bunch of friggin' Mandragoras on fire. That was fun. Uh, yeah, that's, um, anyone got any other ideas before we go do that? Nope. I think we no? should get the, uh, I think we should get the wolf pack in on this. Because, uh, I wouldn't mind having them back us up. That's not a bad idea. Alright, I'll, uh, I'll give him a call. Hey everybody, it's Michael again, your game master, your friend, your recent convert to liking Carly Rae Jepsen. That's not a joke, uh, she's actually pretty great. I just realized this and I'm 32 years old. I've been missing out. Uh, thank you so much for listening to episode 3 of Green Mountain Mysteries. You've somehow put up with my voice for 3 whole episodes, you should be so proud. I'll tell your parents about it, they'll give you a gold star. Uh, we're so happy to be on the Pocket Podcast Network with other great shows like Steampunks, No Dice, and The Ghoul Tank. And if you want to support the network and our show, there are a couple of options there. If you'd like to donate to the network, well, first of all, you would be a beautiful hero person for doing so, and I would love you. Only if you wanted me to. Uh, you can visit the website at pocketpodcastnetwork.com slash donate. If you'd like for me to read a message on air, well, good news. I can provide that service for a mere $30 for a personal message and $45 for professional messages. For as little as 30 bucks, you can make me say all kinds of stuff like dookie, omniscient, predisposition, or you could make me say that I love Twilight or something. It's totally your call. A huge thanks to everyone who's been tweeting about the show using the GMMCast hashtag, including Cat Faber, who played mandolin on the main theme. Uh, that's Cat Sitting Still on Twitter. And my buddy Jason from the Rule of Cool podcast, who you can find on Twitter at this is J-A-Y-C underscore. We don't pay to advertise, so we live and die by your word of mouth really dramatic way of just saying hey please tell your friends about our goofy mystery show uh, we'd love that so just uh please post about the show with that gmm cast hashtag you can follow us on twitter at gmm cast as well 
Thank you again, and enjoy the rest of the episode. Hi, I'm John. I'm Gabe. I'm Chris. We're three friends who went to college together. Hey, Gabe, did you know that Akira Kurosawa has a writing credit on Star Wars? I didn't know that. Good, because I made it up. I have one. The creator of the Frisbee made his ashes into a commemorative run of Frisbees. I don't believe you. That's 100% real, my dude. Them's the Facts, a show about fun facts and lying to your friends. Every other Wednesday. On the Pocket Podcast Network. Aldian's got a very well-locked and loaded shotgun just slung over his shoulder, carried open at this point. I mean, you are in the middle of the woods. Yeah. All right. He's got his trunk open if anyone else needs to root through it for weaponry. That's uh, absolutely fine. So all of you um, have... All of you remember this place, except for Roe. Roe <laughs> hasn't seen this place. Uh, you've all seen it, but none of you have seen it covered in snow. So you are you're standing in a small clearing in middle in the middle of some somewhat dense forest. There is a shed uh, on one side, and. Uh, the snow has covered up the evidence of the torching and scorching that occurred uh, when Sylvester and Marcus and Desdemona and Albion put the torch to a bunch of mandragora plants. So <clears throat> it's it, that's not quite visible at the moment. You do also see the four werewolves show up. John, Wesley, Phoebe, and Annie. And uh, they all look around, and they, uh, they, uh, John looks to you, Albion, and says, You know, I didn't really want to ask over the phone, but uh, Wesley jumps in. Yeah, why are we meeting here? Uh, last time we met here wasn't so great. Yeah, um, so we might be uh, dealing with the Wendigo. And apparently they might be killing drug addicts, which might be feeding into the whole never-ending hunger aspect of a Wendigo. It's a feedback loop of fuck-off. Phoebe gives you a very narrow-eyed look uh, and just says, There is no other explanation? I mean, we, this is when we were here last time, uh, Sylvester spotted some drug paraphernalia, so we figured this is as good a place as any to start looking. Oh, would very much prefer it to be some other explanation, not Wendigo. Yeah, Wendigo's the most primary suspect we've got, so, uh... Uh, that's... Okay, great, says Annie. Why the hell are we all out here, then? If we think there's Wendigos, why are we out in this? I mean, y'all have... Good noses and stuff. I figured you could help us look around and see if we can find some sort of trail to head on. I mean... Okay, uh, first of all, that's racist. It's speciesist <laughs> if we're getting technical. Yeah, it was a joke. <laughs> Trying to break the tension. I mean, I appreciate it there, bud. Wesley gives you a, a little furtive thumbs up. I give him one back. Right. Um, yeah, no, so I and also y'all are some of the toughest some bitches I know, so if there was anyone who's gonna back us up, I'd prefer it be you. Yeah, um not me, says Annie. You may notice the moon not exactly full right now. At uh, which point uh, no. John looks and says, 
yeah, to be fair, uh, I think we'd be in more trouble at that point. Oh, don't remind me. I mean, I, I did mention over the phone that there might be a fight. I thought you were just going to stay home and watch Netflix or some shit. Oh. I mean, or Disney Plus. I've heard The Mandalorian's real good. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, The Mandalorian's fantastic. That little baby Yoda, I love it. Adorable. She pulls it's out a shotgun ever- and needlessly cocks it. I didn't come unprepared, okay? Hey, shotgun buddy. See, I knew I liked you, Annie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Feeling real good. Real good about this situation I find myself in right now. Look, guys, there is an option to opt out if you would prefer. I know this is nasty shit, and um, if you prefer to not be involved, I understand. Well, what about what about you, the doctor guy? Yeah, what about me? I gave him the option. I gave him the option. He said, "Eh." <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean. I've said this several times today. He did kick a hag to death. Uh, yeah, you know, fair. All right. Let's get to looking. Uh, the scene feels supernaturally quiet at the moment. Uh, the freshly driven snow, of course, it's de- definitely doesn't help uh, with the sort of stillness and isolation except for when you're taking steps, which seem, in the moment, painfully loud. All right, everyone make me investigation rolls. Your target is four. All right, that is only a two um, for me. So um, I'm going to tag. I saw I was behind the curtain. Now I hunted to put myself up to a four. Yeah, I got a zero. <laughs> <sighs> Negative one. Zero. Awesome. Oh, no. I was hoping I could do um, an empathy roll to see if I could uh, do a roll for, like, um, something more supernatural. Well, that would be a lore roll. A lore roll. I'd be, I'd be happy to do that, too. Is that okay? All right. Uh, yeah. We can have you do a lore roll uh, as soon as we resolve the investigation rolls so that you can extend your senses to try to find something supernatural. All right. Yep. Uh, investigation roll in with Albion. Uh, Albion. Yep. You find. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I need to put something really incriminating into my search terms. Uh, before <laughs> before I tell you, <laughs> open an uh, incognito window. The, the the feds will never know. That's yes, not that's, how it works. <laughs> yep. That's that's true. Uh, uh, oop. I misspelled the word paraphernalia. Albion. Yes? You happen to spot in what, uh, when you point it out, turns out to be the same place that Sylvester saw it last time. So, apparently undisturbed. Uh, you catch a little bit of a reflection that doesn't shimmer in the same way as the snow does. And it appears to be a glass pipe. And you also find uh, some almost half-melted at this point, uh, just uh, partially sort of ruined uh, plastic bags, very small plastic bags. So you Googled crack pipe and dime bags is what you're telling us. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm actually going to have um, off of this. I'm going to have a scholarship roll from our medicine guy. Yay. And your target is going to be a five. Or actually, it's a four. <laughs> Woof! Oh, well, Mister Mister Six Fate Points, you can fix that. Yeah, okay. That yeah, that's a minus three. Oh. So your overall roll was a one to start. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, have you got fate points that would justify uh, why you would know what this particular paraphernalia is associated with? Uh. <laughs> Not really, actually. Butt kicking butt doctor? I mean, addiction is medical, and it is a medical thing that you might, in fact, have learned. I guess uh, you know. medical school colleagues don't. Uh, ooh, okay. Um, ah, uh, that's plus one to your. Uh, that's a plus one to your contacts roll to gather information. Uh, so if you want, you can opt not to necessarily learn what it is right now. Okay. Uh, but you can make a contacts roll later, right. and you would be at an advantage because you do know other people that are uh, doctors and such yeah. and maybe have a specialization in this. So you can fail the roll right now. Okay, sure. <laughs> All right. So you're not totally sure what this leads to, but you uh, you at least have something that you can, you know, use for clue hunting later. All right. Uh, in the meantime, if I could have Desdemona make a lore roll while everyone else makes alertness rolls. Mm-hmm. That's a one. Oh, that's a way better alertness. That is a that is a six. Oh, I got a two. I got a uh, I would very much appreciate if Albion. Yep. If you would take a fate point so that I can tag your trouble aspect. Of oh, monsters no. have long memories. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, beans. Oh, I don't want to <laughs> blow my other fate point. Oh, damn you, Michael. Take, I'll take your fate point, you dirty, dirty bastard. <laughs> okay. So, you take my fate point. Yep. Great. I I should kind of offer you what the actual stakes are. Uh, yeah. Since that is that is the mechanics of how this works. Yeah. This, you know what? Yeah. I would love some context, please. Yeah. Before <laughs> you say yes or no to a to a blind fate point offer, which I cannot do. So. Instead of blindly offering this to you, uh, I will give you the option of uh, you could you could continue to investigate this area completely uninterrupted um, and potentially find uh, something like you did find some things. So your werewolf friends could try to sniff it and track it or instead you could have the whole thing disrupted by the arrival of. A monster from your past. One that is maybe even very recent past. Yeah, I'll take that fate point. All right. 
It doesn't necessarily need to break down into violence. <laughs> uh, you are correct. It does not necessarily need to break down and into also, violence. And also, we've got them super fucking outnumbered. <laughs> yep. That is accurate. You do. Yeah. <clears throat> so Likely. So can I have the alertness rolls from uh, just what the results were read off to me again? Six. Two. Four. What did you get up for? Yeah, and what did you get again, Christine? Uh, I, I'd rolled a, a lore. Did you want me to do alertness as well? Oh, no. You were in the middle of doing the lore roll. Okay. Unfortunately, your roll, lore roll of one, uh, you didn't beat a three, so you weren't able to really pick up any sort of supernatural signatures in the area. Uh, and I'm going to say that, that that leaves you sufficiently distracted so that it catches you very much off I mean, guard when this happens. One Would she have a chance to spend a fate point if she wanted on that? I mean, yeah, if you wanted to spend a fate point on that, you could. Considering how we might be entering combat soon, I'm going to hold on to my fate points. Okay. <laughs> All right. Such distraction. Wow. Yes. Uh, so I, I did. I did introduce the potential distraction um, before... Yeah, you know what? I'm going to say that this is actually, this works out because it's interrupting your potential uh, to gain more information that way. All right. Des is kind of occupied with trying to suss out more information from a supernatural level. Uh, Ro, you manage to see the problem before it's too late. You definitely hear something uh, as mm -hmm. all of the... Uh, all of your werewolf friends just sort of immediately stand alert and just the hackles raised on, on all of them. Uh, uh, Sylvester, you you can see this coming as well, uh, but it is, it is Albion who gets the clearest picture. Um, you see running toward you Alexis the hag from the diner. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> oh, shit. And, uh, so, you do manage to, you manage to see that she is running toward you, Ro. Sylvester, uh, oh, you clearly hear her saying, Oh, God damn it! Whatever! <laughs> Just, uh, you guys! <clears throat> hey, um, uh, and then you, uh, Albion, yeah. uh, you clearly see behind her multiple figures chasing after her. They seem to be, uh, you, you can definitely see the impression of this, Sylvester, but Albion, you can pretty clearly see that these people have a humanoid form, but they are moving in ways that human limbs are not supposed to, and they uh. are chasing after, uh, Alexis. Hey, you mind uh, putting a truce against the whole blood feud between us? Because uh, I would love to know what the fuck is behind you. Get in the goddamn car. I'll explain later. Just. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, guys, let's roll. Bro, uh, huh? you have never seen uh -huh. this person before, but um, uh -huh. you, you see running toward you. Uh, a woman who has really nasty, hard-looking, purplish skin with, like, some obvious warts and just claws. And this person is running toward the group and yelling, 
to get the hell out of here and uh, apparently seems to know the other people here. All right, look. If you get in my car, you swear on my power. There was no, you swear on your power. There is no, no time. There is always time for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the she is basically in the clearing with you right now, and the things are hot on her heels. What do you all do? Um, Albion's gonna start heading towards. Albion's heading towards the fucking car. He's a. Uh, probably going to raise his gun and lay down some suppressing fire. Alright, I'm going to have you roll guns, and I assume that you are using this as a maneuver? Yeah. Okay, so you're trying I don't to have put... a, I don't have a stunt for that, but... No, you don't, but you can basically just try to put a maneuver on the scene with your actions. Mm. Yeah. Um. So, I assume you're trying to put let's say the suppressing fire aspect on the scene. Yeah. Suppressing um, fire in Cyril Figgis's voice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that that's, that's like a, a, a difficulty three. And since you have multiple targets, like you're trying to control a whole zone, uh, put a zone wide yeah. tag out. It's going to be a plus two. So uh, if I difficulty use guns akimbo, like two handguns, like dun, 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 dun. would that help? Um, it, it's still going to be like, that that would make sense, but it's still going to be a, a, a five. The, the difficulty bar is five. Yeah, because Alvin's not aiming to actually hit anything. He just wants them to back the hell off. Right. You're just trying to buy uh, some time. Alrighty. So that is a plus one. My guns is four. That hits five. Sweet. Uh, as people are racing to get back into their vehicles that they arrived in, you can see... Albion pull out two pistols and just start laying down uh, gunshots. At first, um, the hag running toward you seems kind of alarmed until she realizes that you are definitely shooting past her. Um, for the moment, uh, you have uh, you have caused them to sort of alter their course uh, from just the surprise of being fired on. So you have bought just enough time for Alexis to reach the vehicle and basically dive into the car. Uh, she's, by the way, taking shotgun. <laughs> Not mine, but uh, she's taking the she's taking that seat. Did anyone actually jump into the shotgun seat already, or were you all in the back seat? Back seat. I was probably he Roe was headed towards shotgun, but I think oh. maybe like. She so, yeah, sits, I don't know. <laughs> um, she sits on you. It is extremely okay. uncomfortable. <clears throat> um, oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, her sort of hard carapace skin is just completely unpleasant to be pressed, uh, pressing you into the seat inside of Albion's... What car is it again? <laughs> <laughs> God, you're going to make me Google this every goddamn time. Every time. Write it down. Sounds. <laughs> uh, why don't uh, I write it down oh man no it's um Pontiac Trans Am uh, wasn't it it's a, a Hyundai Sonata oh, oh yeah a Hyundai Sonata <laughs> that's right <laughs> a Korean classical music car um mm. yeah so you've you've piled in and you can see the the werewolves have piled into their own vehicle and um uh, I yell at them to meet at the bar. Okay. Uh they are moving they they've already like 
entered their vehicle and are starting to peel away. So, Albion. Yep. This is a contest that you have not been a part of before. This is a chase, and you are going to be rolling driving. Good, I have no points in that. (laughs) I know, and that's the best part. So, um, the scene that we have right now is you have multiple Wendigos that are trying to catch you, and uh, we're definitely chasing Alexis through the woods, and you are going to try to get the hell out of Dodge. All right. I am handing my guns to the folks in the back seat and just going to say, uh, shoot at them. Sorry. <laughs> uh, shoot at them, please. Uh, does your, there's does extra your Sonata have a moonroof? Just curious. It does. Yay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Shotgun and two handguns are in the back. So what we have here is, is called a, an extended contest called the race. <clears throat> so in the fate system, uh, we're going to set a base difficulty for everyone, you know, usually mediocre. And each competitor rolls an appropriate skill against that target, keeping a running tally of the number of shifts won or lost in the case of a failure. So if you're going to use a less appropriate skill, the difficulty should increase minimally. So the appropriate skill in this case is driving. And I'm trying to think of what other possible skills you could realistically use. So I don't Alertness. Um, That may come into play. Uh, The pressure here is how long it takes to get to the finish line. Um, the finish line is going to be a certain distance away, at which point they're going to break away and cease tailing you uh, because you're going to be in like sort of too public a space. And um, let me see. Ooh, 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 ooh. yeah. Uh, it's going it, to, for driving, since driving is a very interesting broad skill, you're going to need to get three. It's going to be three shifts of success total, and then the race is over. All right. So uh, they are going to be using some very different skills than you are, um, which oh, I I'm believe sure. uh, they're going to be using athletics. So if you're uh, if your compatriots don't find ways to basically mess up their ability to chase you, you're going to get caught very fast. Yeah, I'm just going to like, start shooting, please. I'm going to look at um, Alexis. Glamour's on in my car, damn it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, everybody, I want to have you de- declare what you're doing in the round, and then we're going to resolve those in alertness order. So can I have, uh, finally, we're going to resolve with um, Albion's driving role. So, can I have the alertness totals from everybody? Just what's your base alertness again? Uh, my One. alertness is three. One. Two. Okay. So, Rose that is two. playing on Albion's speakers during this, by the way. Uh, what song? Uh, Deep Purple's Highway Star. That is an amazing uh, <laughs> set of chase music for, for the scene. I'm very into this. All right. I actually need to look at the alertness score for this NPC here. Ooh, all right. Uh, she has the highest alertness score on the on the table. So, um, the car is speeding away from uh, this particular scene, and the 
the the nasties are bearing down on you. Um, uh, I hand row the shotgun and, and open the moon roof and say, "Get up top and start shooting." Am I still under the uh, the hag? You are. So that that was uh, my concern. <laughs> yep. Uh, the first thing that happens is uh, the hag is going to quickly move and basically with supernatural speed and uh, strength uh, she lifts herself up through the moonroof and off of you okay because well there's no point in inhibiting you and also she needs line of sight to do what she's about to do she expels a fire blast from her hands taking a moment to basically straddle the the edges of the moonroof with her feet and hope that you don't hit a swerve. She throws a blast of fire to attempt to slow them down. I'm going to have to roll for her effectiveness because it is a one-zone blast of flame. All right. Uh, so it looks like she has slowed them down by some amount um, you don't know exactly how much she slowed them down by, but it's definitely acted as some sort of minor deterrent. Ro, it is your turn. You no longer have a hag sitting on top of you, but she <laughs> is occupying the moon roof. All right. Um, I'm going to roll down the passenger window and try to shoot, like lean out and shoot at whatever I can then. Okay. So... My question is, are you trying to shoot for effect or are you trying to uh, uh, to just sort of generally get them to leave you alone? Um, I'm going to try to shoot and not kill, but see if I can injure one of them. OK. All right. What I'm going to do for this, uh, since you're basically affecting the contest outcome, is mm -hmm. I'm going to say whatever su amount of success you roll is going to be, instead of subtracted from them, just, uh, yeah, subtracted from the their number of successes. Okay. Because you're acting as a, a detriment to them. Mm-hmm. All right. Give me that. Okay. Give me that guns roll. That is a zero total. <laughs> okay. Uh, you could uh, spend a fate point if you wanted. Um, yeah, I'm going to do that. All right. Uh, what aspect are you going to use to justify shooting better? Monsters um, aren't real, idiot. Yeah, I was going to say monsters aren't real, idiot. Um, that can be justified by the fact that this is the... I think officially the first like monster I've seen that's not in the form of a human. So I'm freaked the fuck out and I just want this thing gone. Okay. These are, th these do look like sort of deformed humans that are definitely running faster <laughs> than they ought to. So yeah, they, they've lost some of their humanity. They don't look like the white court vampire that you saw previously. So yeah. definitely more monstrous than that. All right. Cool. I'll call that. Two shifts of success, then. Uh, Sylvester. Yeah. What would you like to do to either aid Albion or hinder the uh, Wendigos? Uh, what guns are left? Uh, two. There's there's two handguns. Okay, I'm gonna take one handgun, and I guess I will tag aim low, then go high. But could I also use the stun forensic medicine so I could like I don't know aim for vitals that are like below the belt 
<laughs> Shoot him in the um, butt. Uh, you know, it's not totally what forensic medicine is for, but <laughs> I really, I really like that you can. I'm going to say that you can spend a fate point if you want to uh, to tag that for an extra two. Cool. Bas- just sort of use it kind of like an aspect because I really do actually like that justification. Okay. All right. So that is two quick old fate points. And I assume your guns roll is a, a natural zero. Yeah. Okay. So that is still four shifts of, of uh, detriment to them. So it turns out that everything added together uh, has managed to be a sum total of nine shifts minus oh my God. for the uh, for the Wendigos. So Tom, if Albion could roll a driving roll, please. Oh gosh, I'm sorry, Des. I completely forgot. I skipped your turn. I was like, did we get away before she even gets to do anything? <laughs> no, my bad. Uh, what What is Desdemona doing? Um, is there any way that um, she can get out of the moon roof with just like half of her body and cast Leganta? I mean, I assume that you can do that without needing, like, I assume if you can see them, you can do your your spell to try to okay. anchor them. Like I kind of assumed that Desdemona somehow hopped into the trunk and closed it behind her, so <laughs> she could just see through the window and cast Leganta to anchor um anchor at least one of them to the to the earth. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, that is. Or a... like, or is that something that I can do a little more broadly to try to hit all of them? Or. Yeah, you know what? That's that's three shifts. Uh, if you wanted to make it a yeah, you know, I'll, I'll just say that you can throw that to try to slow them down generally. And since it's a three yeah. shifts uh, maneuver, as long as you can control the power, that'll be a, a three against their next roll. And that's so conviction or discipline. It is discipline because this is one of your rote spells. You don't have to gather the power; you just have to control it. Ah, well, how about six? <laughs> Wow. Uh, yep. So that is a successful three shift maneuver. All right. So they're going to actually be rolling at a minus 12 to try to catch you. Sweet. I balanced this encounter. Uh, so good. You need the So Albion, if you could please roll me a driving roll. That is a whole one success. Woo. Amazing. All right. So... <laughs> Uh, I'm going to mark down Albion is at one. And Actually, if I tagged, if I tag an aspect, would that get me away? You are going to have to justify an aspect that lets you drive real good on roads that you are not super familiar with. Um, I would say in this instance, since I have a lot of other people I got, I got riding on it, particularly, uh, Row, since uh, Row is the reason I have this aspect, protective streak a mile long. Oh man, I do, I do really like that. I will tell you though that at the moment the Wendigos have been at such detriment that they are falling real behind. Yeah, so I, I, I'm gonna wait on tagging it then. I'm um, hold on, I'm gonna hold on my fifth point. Yeah, so I might have just, something that'll help for the next round. So, uh, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, they are currently 
five shifts behind you. <laughs> so, there you go. You've got one shift of success. They're at minus four. They are seven shifts away from the end of the race, and you are two shifts away from the end of the race. So, uh, back to top of initiative. Um, Alexis is going to just sort of suddenly collapse into the vehicle. It seems like she's actually pretty badly beaten up. Uh, and she threw a pretty strong blast of fire at them and sort of expended what she had left going for her. So she collapses into the vehicle and puts uh, an aspect on y'all uh, that anyone trying to do actions other than steer the vehicle are going to be acting at a, uh, a minus two due to the, the aspect of uh, body in the way. All righty. Okay. Moving on to row. Someone get this goddamn hag <laughs> off me. <laughs> so she hasn't fallen I'm... onto you, so. <laughs> so I'm going to say that I'm all in, baby. And I'm going to try to cast a veil around the car. Ooh, interesting. My thought is that they, if they can't see us, they can't catch us. So I'm going to tag an aspect and hope that works. Okay. Uh, how powerful of a veil do you want to conjure? Because to cover the whole car, it's going to be a plus two. Um, what would I have to roll just so I, I can kind of plan this out? You would be rolling deceit. Deceit? Okay, yeah, I can. I want to cover the entire car, so as strong as possible, please. <laughs> okay, so if you, I'm just saying if you wanted to throw a strength four veil on there, you would have to hit a six, because covering the car makes it too more difficult. Okay, and I'm at a negative two, is that correct? Uh, yes, With you're the, at a negative okay. two because of the aspect, but you've tagged an aspect of your own to cancel that out. Okay, so I would have to do at least a four or a six. Uh, if you want it to be four strong, then it would be a rolling a six. You can make it a two strength veil. It's up to you. I'm going to say that whatever strength hmm. of veil you throw on here is going to be the detriment number that I give to them for their uh, race okay. roll. Okay, let's go with two just because I haven't been rolling great. <laughs> okay, and roll for so. it. So... <laughs> yeah, that that is a two. That is perfect. Okay. Yeah, so that's a two. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, um, you you so did it, bro. You, that's basically a zero shifts of veil that has happened. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, um, unless you want to modify that any further, that unfortunately does not quite help. Can I tag a second aspect on that? You can. You're just burning fate points. Uh, yeah, but I, I've got three now, so I think I can do an extra. Okay. Um, Remember, this scene only netted your group a collective one. Shoot. Uh, I don't know. Are you going to let it ride? Uh, yeah. I, I think go I'm, go I'm going to... Would it... Do you, any of you think it would be any help for me to try for better or should I just leave it I mean as the guy driving the car 
I would say it would very likely as happens. your as your game master. I think it's pretty narratively interesting if you if you fumble it. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna leave it leave it as is then for now. I mean, spending fate points is like it's your only currency. Yeah, I can try again next round. It's okay. We're good. We're good guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Desdemona. Wasn't Sylvester before me? Uh, I did it out of order, but you guys are on the same uh, initiative, so whichever one of you wants to go for something. I mean, can I cast Leganta again? You super can. It's just going to cause you another mental stress. I forgot to mention that you do take the mental stress from using your rote spell, so this will this will be another one stress. So that would put it up to t- the two because I already had the one filled out. Yep. And also okay. your discipline role is going to be at a minus two due to um, the body in the way aspect. Who's in the way? The uh, somewhat unconscious body of Alexis the hag. Oh, okay. Um, it, it's a distraction. All right. So that would be a three. That is exactly enough. So you've right, managed so to put two. Yep. You've managed to put three shifts of difficulty on their next roll. Sylvester, yeah. do you have anything in mind? Um, I don't know. I guess I could shoot more. Uh, yep. And if you if you want to, I, I think we can use the same like action supplemental action rules uh, to say that you could try to clear the minus two penalty. Okay. Uh, to take a minus one on your next action instead, and then it would just get you. It would remove that aspect from you for the rest of the scene. Okay. So we'll. She's gonna you're gonna get the hag out of the way. Or is she in the way? Uh yeah, she's she's just kind of flopped in there, so she's just taking up space that's making it harder for you to do stuff. So I'm gonna say probably athletics would allow you to sort of shift things around. Okay. So yep. Whew. Yeah, rolling athletics at plus two is gonna be good. <laughs> what's what's your total on that? Uh my athletics is a two. So I guess that's four, and then I'm using the forensic medicine thing again, I guess? Uh, you don't have to tag anything extra. That That's going to be enough for you to, uh, that's going to be enough for you to get sort of shimmied clear. Um, yeah, so your supplemental action of taking some shots is going to be at minus one, so if you want, roll them guns. Okay. All right, so a natural zero, but uh, if you wanted to... Th- throw down more fate points that's totally up to you sure all right uh which which one are you tagging this time Uh, aim low go high um yeah all right cool so now you've managed to as a group put four shifts of difficulty on their overall total roll albion we're competing actually question Dungeon Master, since I pre- since I uh, invoked Odin and I have um, guide my hand, can I um, use the ability where I can use conviction instead of any other skill for one roll? The the effect of the ability is um that you is that you may spend a fate point to use your conviction skill instead of any other skill for one roll. This effect cannot be used for an attack or maneuver, but it can be used to bypass other kinds of obstacles. Oh, okay. So you're okay. Yeah, you're spending a fate point on that. Yeah, I I, I okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So that's just a straight conviction roll. That is a plus one conviction, so that is five successes. Okay. 
Oh, hoo Um, yeah. Lucky you. They are very close to catching up to you. <clears throat> When you have a sort of burst of divine inspiration and you take you take an odd turn that doesn't seem like it should lead where uh, out of the, the thick forest that you're in. Um, and as the Wendigos seem to be gaining some ground on you, all of a sudden the tree line just opens up and they disperse back into the woods behind you. And you have successfully evaded the Wendigos. Albion sticks one hand to the moon roof and raises a middle finger as he drives away. <laughs> you're, you're like Odin ASL <laughs> yeah you're like I'm invoking Odin Odin's like oh I'm so busy you're like my parents aren't home <laughs> Odin's like eggplant emoji <laughs> peach emoji eggplant okay. emoji I like I like how Sweat we drops. just turn that I like how we just turn that from being really good and sensitive to actual Odinits to just Totally being more insensitive than even if we kept saying pray. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.